Hello, and welcome to The Hidden Archives. I'm your host, Nicole Clark. This week, we have a shorter episode for you. But next week, we will release a second story to make sure you get your full Hidden Archives experience. We just got a little burned out with the much longer holiday episode, so it was difficult to produce a full-length feature to follow that. I hope you understand. If you have set your calendars to remind you of new episodes, don't worry. You'll get another full episode two weeks from now. That's right, new tales from the archives for three weeks in a row. Robert Oppenheimer is remembered for many things, among which are things he said. To quote him, The optimist thinks this is the best of all possible worlds. The pessimist fears it is true. For sensitive ears, you may fear the truth of the following warning. If you choose to enter the hidden archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content may follow. This is your warning. Tonight's story is a different take on psychological horror. We are introduced to a scientist of sorts, who is the architect of his own personal tormentor. In looking through the tomes of the Hidden Archives for more information about this event, we have found that the writer of this piece originally meant it to be a suicide note. Keep that in mind as you hear his short tale. Even as I sit here, I'm trying to figure out what went wrong. With all I know, with all of the knowledge that I have, that's really the one thing I can't figure out. I shouldn't have put so much into it. I shouldn't have put so much into her. I've taken precautions against this thing, and whatever may result from it. Both pistols are unloaded with the clips, though full, in another room. I have the guns in the nightstand drawer. The magazines are in the cabinet above the toilet, far enough apart that two and two won't be put together. And it's all because of her. I have to get this out before I lose the ability to. For you see, I'm injured. The wounds are deep. I can feel myself fading away. Resuscitation isn't a task I can perform on my own. I'm too far away from any help. But that doesn't matter. I think... I think I will yet survive. As long as she doesn't open these wounds any further. It has taken time to get even as far as this. I shouldn't be here at all. But I am. I guess I should be thankful for that if nothing else. However, I am still looking over my shoulder, just hoping against what shouldn't be there, against what should have never been there, against what I put there at the beginning, against her. The story is long, too long for me to even care about recounting, much less to be able to recount. So here it is in short form. A few years ago, I created something. Something that was beautiful. Something that was impossible. But it worked. 
and it only worked because I found what it needed to survive. Others have tried to make what I made, but lucky for them, it never worked. But that is because they didn't know what it needed to survive. What she needed to survive. Putting the pieces together wasn't trivial. It was just a matter of following the formulas. If you can bake and follow the recipe to make cookies, then you can create the basic form of what I created. But to do so would be like making cookies that never turn out right. Cookies that are either always still doughy or burnt to a crisp. You burn them when you put too much effort into it, when the heat is too high, but you don't know what the secret ingredient is. In some form, they are cookies, but they're nothing palatable. However, she was. I will admit that it was my fault. I ignored all the warnings. Sure, the signs were there, but I kept on adding this one thing. I added and added and added, never bothering to watch the instruments that were telling me that something was wrong, that something was dangerously out of balance. But I could see it coming alive. I just wouldn't stop. I could see her coming alive. Then there she was, existing within this realm that I had created. Oh, how I loved everything about that moment. It was blissful. But then she started tearing me apart. So now I'm here. I'm running from this monster. I ran 1,100 miles to be precise. But she followed me. She is here hunting me. And I don't think she even realizes it. One must understand, the thing that I figured out that no one else could was this. The beast needed a life force, something to drive it. And a life force is so fragile. You can't simply build the beast and expect it to start walking around. You have to truly invest in it. And I knew this. I gave it my life force. Well, a piece of it anyway. I gave her my life force. But here's what I didn't realize. Once it was alive, I needed her life force too, to balance out what I had lost, like symbiotic organisms, or more like a parasite and its host. I would have been happy with that, to be her host. However, she was the one that broke the connection. How could we share a symbiotic relationship when she wouldn't even use me? To be drained dry would have been fine. But she wasn't hungry like that. She got her taste of me and moved on. Like a mosquito flying off after drinking an inconsequential portion of your blood. She was hungry and scared. But with all that she needed, she didn't have the reserves to offer anything back to me. So she wouldn't share her life force with me. And how could she? She didn't know. And I didn't have the faculties to extract it from her. And this 
She left a gaping chasm in me, and she had only started to destroy me. So here I am, missing parts. And I know she's in the house with me. I can feel her breathing down my neck. The beast's breath is warm on my skin, even though she is standing some distance away. She won't harm me right now. She is waiting until I'm finished here. She can't harm me until I am. When my mind is active, she can't take control. Did I forget to mention that the beast I created is a product of my imagination? A thought experiment, so to speak. I exist now as two, she and I. Only one of us can survive. Only one of us can get to the gun clips and the bathroom cabinet. Wish me luck. I knew that the archives could inspire depression but I never knew that depression could inspire the archives. Not my normal wit at this point, but it is true. You should know, the writer of the story not only survived, but thrived. Thank you for continuing to support us. There are many more stories from the Hidden Archives that have yet to be shared. We hope that you join us next time for another Glimpse Within. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex Animo, Ex Tempus, In Archivum. <laughs>